0: I titled this message the Lord kind of started dealing with me uh, uh about this and uh uh it's a. Uh, I I titled this our faith rating our faith rating and uh you know I got to uh Anybody got yep? Anybody have a yep on their phone? Or the phone where you can look up hotels or motel or places. You can just punch it up. You put it, it's these, they'll give you every restaurant around you right close. And, uh, I have that. And on there, in every single one restaurant on it, they'll give you a rating on there. Three star, four star, five star, two and a half star, one star, no stars. And so, uh, it's a rating that they, uh, uh, put out there. And, uh, and it, as I was, uh, kind of praying about tonight and and uh, the lord kind of spoke that title to me and in the rating of our faith because I found out this that uh your faith what you do with your faith is up to you it's not up to the preacher it's not up to your family or friends it's up to you and so uh when I was uh looked this morning we uh we uh were' we're partners with Kenneth Copeland Ministries, and of course we get his Victory uh, Voice of Victory magazine. I was reading his article in it today, and uh, he said this, and I'd done done had my sermon. My sermon was already, i have done had my sermon sitting there, and so I picked up his book and read his article, and he said, you know, the Lord got him back on the fundamentals of faith. Y'all probably heard him going back to the basics of faith, fundamentals. And he said, you know, when I started teaching this again, I started preaching again. This is all in the magazine. He said, I I realized that I had let things slip. I had let things slip of what I knew. And I tell you, if we're not careful, that's the way we do. We'll let things slip. And uh, I have. I know, I know probably all of us have to a degree sometimes. And let things slip that we used to be real adamant about. We do it. Next thing you know, we realize, you know, I haven't really been doing that no more. And, uh, for Kenneth Copeland to say that, he said they went back to even listening to the preachers that they listened to when they first started and getting in faith. They're, uh, see, they're, uh, uh, you know, they got all them things updated now and then can listen to them. He said they started listening to those things. And, you know, sometimes if we're not careful, we will let things slip. And uh as I was reading some scriptures in here and I won't get through tonight and and but we're gonna to go to Romans chapter twelve. Romans chapter twelve and uh, Holly I'm gonna uh read this in the uh actually I'm gonna read verse three. I am gonna skip the first two verses. We've talked about that so many times, be not conformed to this world, transformed by renewing your mind, because you gotta you gotta you gotta think differently to live differently. You've got to think differently to act differently. And uh the word of God is what changes you and conforms you. And uh so the verse three says this in the, the New King James. I'm gonna go I'm gonna read it in the New King James first, and then I'm gonna read it in the uh New Living Translation and then the Amplified Translation. And it says, For I say through the grace given to me, Paul writing to the Roman church, the Christians at Rome, he said, For I say through the grace given to me to everyone who is among you not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly as God has dealt to each one a measure of faith. God has dealt to each one a measure of faith. How many did He give a measure of faith to? Each one. That means you and I get to start with the same measure. That means Kenneth Copeland started with the same measure that God gave me. That means that Kenneth Hagin started with the same measure that God gave me. That means not, that not any preacher started out with any different kind of measure than what God gave us because he said he gave a different measure, a a same measure to all people. And so, you know, I just have to figure this out when I was reading it. I've, I've been reading, looking at it and reading it and declaring this because the level of the faith that we have is not dependent on what a preacher knows. It's dependent on what we know and what we do. And so we all have the same measure of faith. But yet other people have developed their faith. They've developed their faith. Now listen to what it says in uh, uh, verse 3 in the New Living Translation. It says, because of the privilege and authority God has given me, I give each of you this warning. Don't think you're better than you really are. Don't think you're better than you really are. Be honest. Listen to what it says. Be honest in your evaluation of yourselves. Be honest in your evaluation of yourselves. Measuring yourselves by the faith God has given us. And so we need to evaluate our lives. You know, it's awful easy for us to evaluate other people. Because a lot of times we judge other people by what they do and we judge ourselves by well, our intentions. Right? Well, I, you know. But the thing about it is, I, I've come to the conclusion that I'm going to have to take care of Randy Ayers. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm the pastor and, and uh, I minister the Word of God and such as that. And, and uh, you know, uh, uh, some people it helps. But I'm telling you right now, when it comes right down to it, I'm going to be held accountable for what I do with my faith. I'm going to be the one that has to develop my faith. I'm gonna have to be the one to do it, and I'm gonna have to do it with the Word of God, hearing the Word of God, confessing the Word of God, declaring the Word of God. So it said, we need to be, listen here, we need to be honest in our evaluation of ourselves. Have you ever sit down and took inventory of your life? Have you ever just sit down and looked at your life and said, how, how is my servitude to God? How, how am I doing with my service to God? How am I doing in my faith? And I'm telling you something, if we will be honest, remember what it, say, what it says right here, be honest in your evaluation of yourself? We need to look at ourselves, and if there's any place that we need to change, we ought to change. If there's anything we need to get better at, we need to get better at, or endeavor to get better in that area of our lives. So listen, I, I, I've known in my life areas that I was weak in and areas that I was strong in. Anybody knows the areas that you're weak in and strong in? And because we all have strong points and we all have weak points. And the good, and and the, 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 the most logical thing for us to do is keep getting stronger in our strong points, but get, also start taking these weak areas of our lives and start getting strong in those. That's why he said, let the weak say I'm strong. strong." See, I've heard so many people sit around and talk about what they were weak in. Well, I'm just weak in this area right here. You know, I'm, I'm just weak concerning this. That ain't what the Bible said for you to say. It said for you to say you're strong. Yeah, but I don't want to lie. You're not lying if you're saying what he said. Come on, you need to start saying I'm strong in the Lord and the power of His might. Glory to God. And so we need to be honest in our evaluation of ourselves. And we're talking about our faith rating. Our faith rating. And so uh, uh, we all start on the same level. A measure means a limited portion or degree. A limited portion or degree. I want to read Second Thessalonians one. Let's go there. Second Thessalonians, or first, yeah, Second Thessalonians, one, verse three. It says in the Amplified. We all, and indeed are, obligated as those in debt to give thanks always to God for you, brethren, as is fitting because your faith, listen, because your faith is growing exceedingly and the love of every one of you toward each other, uh, toward the others is increasing and abounds. So the Bible says and told the Thessalonian church that their faith was growing exceedingly. Can our faith grow? Our faith can grow exceedingly. The Message Bible says your faith is growing phenomenally. Your love for each other is developing wonderfully. The NIV says your faith is growing more and more, and the love of all you have for one another is increasing. The New American Standard Bible says your faith is greatly enlarged. The uh, the English Standard uh, Version says your faith is growing abundantly. And you know what I found in here that he talks about your faith growing, but he also talked about their love increasing. You wonder why that is, because Galatians 5, 6 says, faith works by faith works by faith works by what? So while their faith was increasing, so was their love. Why? Because faith works by love. Faith works through love. And so they need to be working together. There needs to be love intermingled with your faith in order for it to work. And so when we see these scriptures, we think, well, you know, if their faith can increase, guess what? So can mine. If their faith increases, so can mine. Amen. And so uh Romans ten seventeen says this. I wrote some things down. The person most responsible for the growth of your faith is you. The person most responsible for your growth of your faith is you. We can't blame someone else for our lack of faith. Oh, somebody help me. Somebody say, oh my. Romans ten seventeen. How many knows what that says? You can quote, you already could quote it without even looking at the Bible, but Holly's going to put it up there anyway. Of course, I have it here, but I could quote it. Ten seventeen says, so then faith comes. So faith comes. You want to talk about increasing your faith? Increase your word level. Increase your word level. Increase your knowledge of the word of God. Now, I've, I read some stories in the Bible today as the Lord kind of led me to them. And uh, I found out that Jesus rated people's faith. He rated their faith. Isn't that what we're talking about? He evaluated their faith. And I'm going to Mark chapter 4, starting at verse 35, a very familiar story. And we're going to read this story. It says, on the same day, verse 35, on the same day when evening had come, he said to them, Jesus said to them, let us cross over to the other side. Now when they had left the multitude, they took him along in the boat as he was, and other little boats were also with him. And a great windstorm arose, and the waves beat into the boat so that it was already filling. But he was in the stern, asleep on a pillow, and they awoke him and said to him, Teacher, do you not care that we're perishing? Then he arose and rebuked the wind and said to the sea, Peace be still, and the wind ceased, and there was a great calm. But he said to them, Why are you so fearful? How is it? That you have no faith. How is it that you have no faith? Now understand something. These guys was in a storm. They were in a storm and he's literally evaluating their action of what they did or what they're going to do in a storm. When a storm arose in their life, he's rating their faith. And he's letting them know how, what level of faith they are in their storm. Am I right? Is this what we're reading? I mean, why else would he tell them, how is it that you have no faith? You have no faith active in this storm. You have no faith active in this storm. Is, is, Is that right? That's what he's doing. He's telling them, how is it that you have no faith? You're in a storm and you have released no faith in this storm. No faith. And I'm telling you, if we're not careful, we've got to be careful how we're reacting to the storm that's in our nation right now. I mean, our faith is being rated or evaluated, and we are to evaluate honestly our own faith. We're to evaluate, how am I responding to all this? Is everybody okay? How am I responding to all this? How am I dealing with this? Where's my faith level right now? I sure hate for Jesus look at me and say, how is it that you have no faith? Wouldn't that be a sad deal? How is it that you have no faith? Well, He ain't going to tell me that because I have had faith, all the faith I can have in this whole situation. Come on now. I've trusted God from start and I'm going to trust Him to the finish. Amen. Praise God. And so I'm telling you, but here they are. Jesus said, man, why is it just so very How is it that you have no faith? Listen, if there's ever a time, boys, you need to be using your faith, it's right now. You know, you need to use your faith in the good times. If I guarantee you one thing, you're going to really find out how it's working in the bad times. Huh? You're really going to find that out. I like what Rusty, I heard Rusty Martin saying the other day. He said, if we're not, if we're not able to stand during the good times, how are we ever going to stand in the bad times? And I'm telling you Jesus literally said, "Listen, boys, there, there, I know there's a storm here, but here's what they cried out to him. He said, "Don't you care that we're perishing? And I'm telling you, people cry that thing, same thing to God day after day after day after day. Don't you care?" Don't you see me? Don't you understand where I'm at right now? He sees you. The Bible says not only does he sees you, he can tell you right now if he wanted to, and if you ask him, he'd tell you how many hairs are on your head. I can count Johns. Let's see. <laughs> but listen, we got to understand something. God is, 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 is... Listen, here's the deal. Jesus... Listen... Jesus is in their boat. I said, Jesus is in their boat. And they're still freaking out. So I'm here to tell you, listen, you got to understand, Jesus is in your boat. Listen, He's in your life. He's in you. Are you hearing me? I said, He's in you. If Facebook messes up, we'll just, we'll let it go. And so He's in you. He's a part of you. Listen, I heard one person say this. What was Jesus doing in the boat? Sleeping. Was He worried about anything? Somebody said, you got to wake the Word up. But here's the deal. They didn't have to wake Him up. Because He's telling them, you could have done what I just did. If not, listen, if they could not have done what Jesus just did, then He wouldn't have told them, how is it that you have no faith? How could He say that if they if if they could have done it and didn't do it? I mean, if they couldn't have done it, He would have never evaluated their faith. He would have never said anything to them about it. He would have said, well, boys, you'd be very glad I was in the boat. You'd be very glad you woke me up. If you had to walk me up, boys, y'all are doomed. No, he says, why is it that you have no faith? Listen, fear literally came in and literally took the wind out of their sail and literally caused them to say, well, we don't know what we're going to do. We go- don't know what we're going to do. What are we going to do? Jesus don't care. D- Jesus, don't you care? I'm telling you, people say that all the time. Don't you care? I don't think Jesus sees where I'm at. I don't think Jesus cares about what I'm doing. I don't think... God cares more about you than you even know. He cares more about your life than you even know He cares about your life. Isn't that wonderful? So Jesus said, okay, I'm rating your faith as no faith. These guys. Is that right? That's not a real good rating. You can't go nowhere but up from here. Right? I mean, you go from no faith, you've got to go up a little bit. In other words, they was a no star. There's not a lot of people running to the restaurants at a no star. Because I promise you, we've been to restaurants where we're looking up these things, they say, what kind of rating's in it? Well, this one right here is a one. That's the one we want to go to. Yeah. Can you find one with a no star? Huh? We ain't looking for a no star. We're looking at a four and a half or five. We will take a three if everything else is closed. <laughs> huh? But you know, I've looked on them things and, and I've seen ratings on restaurants that I have ate at. And I liked it. And it was like a two and a half or a three. And I liked it. Everything about it was good. Because the ratings, uh, I don't know why I'm saying this, the ratings on most of these restaurants, because somebody goes and eats a burger that they didn't like, so they're rating it, somebody goes eat something else, and the fries were jacked up, baby. We're giving, we're, we're giving these stars based on the fries, man. They were good. Well, Jesus gave them a rating based on their reaction to the storm. And that's why he said, how is it that you have no faith? They boys could have got together a little later and said, one thing about it, boys, we can not do nothing but go up from here. Huh? Now that's Jesus telling them. Does he know? You wonder, want some, hey, listen, here's what, here's what I'm going to put in your minds tonight, in your heart. Every time you respond to something, you're going to try to figure out what your rating is. I wonder what my rating was today. Jesus, what was my rating? A no star. I'll give you two and a half. Can I get a five, Jesus? Look at Matthew 14. Matthew 14. I ain't going to get through with all this because it's really good. We've heard this story a thousand times. You go to this church, you probably have probably heard it a thousand times. Immediately, Jesus made his disciples get in the boat, go before him to the other side, while he sent the multitudes away. I'm reading a little fast. I'm in Matthew fourteen, verse twenty-two. How was my reading? And when he had sent the multitudes away, he went up on the mountain by himself to pray. Now, when evening came, he was alone there, but the boat was now in the middle of the sea, tossed by the waves, for the wind was contrary. Now, in the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went to them walking on the sea, and when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were troubled, saying, it is a ghost, and they cried out for fear. But immediately Jesus spoke to them, saying, be of good cheer, as I do not be afraid. And Peter answered him and said, Lord, if it's you, command me to come to you on the water. And Jesus said, come on, boy. Come on. What else was he gonna do? Was it him? He couldn't have said, it ain't me. Stay in the boat. I'm a ghost. No, he said, come. Now listen what he said. And when Peter had come down out of the boat, he jumped out of the boat, walked on the water to go to Jesus. But when he saw that the wind was boisterous, he was afraid. And beginning to sink, he cried out, saying, "Lord, save me!" Now, listen. You could imagine. Could you imagine Jesus walking? Now, listen. We're talking about evaluating and rating our faith. I bet Jesus looked at Peter and said, "I'm giving you a five star, Bubba. You're getting a five star. Is that as high as they go on the ratings on the restaurants? Dear Lord, I think they're to give a ten. And anyway, don't you really want you to put something out there? But I could imagine when Jesus jumped out of that boat, uh, when Peter jumped out of that boat, Jesus probably, uh, uh, you know, y'all see all this is right when we get to heaven. And I guarantee you it was looking like that. Peter is pumped. Peter has some faith. Look at Peter. Five star. Five star. I'll get to tell him when we get the boat. But the Bible says when he got his eyes off of Jesus... Then he started looking at the situation. He started looking at the storm. What were the other boys in? They was in a boat in a storm. I don't know. They might have remembered no faith. They might have remembered Jesus evaluating and rating their faith, said, no star boy, no faith. Why's he got no faith? And they probably thought, look at Peter. Praise God. He is, he's, he's come up. He's come up a level. I don't know which way the boys was hollering when Peter jumped out. I don't know if there's hollering, come back, come back, or go on, go on. Because there's always somebody in your life saying, Come on back, come back, and others saying, Go on, brother, go on. You got it. Y'all know what I'm talking about? There's always always those that want to pull you back, and there's always those that want to launch you out. You better hang around to launch your outers and not the puller inners. You're gonna start saying, "I wonder if they're a pull-in or a pusher outer, huh?" Okay, all right. It's kind of it's kind of like the 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 guys that 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 they they fill this the swimming pool up with alligators, and they lined all these guys up, and they said, "I tell you what, whoever can swim across." This pool, I'm gonna make you rich. All of a sudden, splash! Some, all of a sudden, this guy comes up on the other side. They said, what would you like? What, what, what made you do that? He said, I don't know, but all I can tell you this, I want the name of the person who pushed me in that pool. So I'm telling you, they didn't push Peter out. He got out of the boat, but all of a sudden, he got his eyes, listen to me, he got his eyes off of what brought him out. I said he got his eyes off of what brought him out. What brought him out? The word that Jesus said. Jesus himself, the word of God. He said, come. And he went strictly by faith on that word, believing what Jesus just said would bring him to that place where he could be right there with Jesus, walking on the circumstances, situation that was trying to destroy them. And immediately the Bible says, Jesus stretched out his hand and called him and said to him, he's evaluating his faith. Oh, you. Of a little faith. Why did you doubt? Well, a little is better no, because he was in the first boat too. And they had no faith, but now Jesus said, okay, you got a little faith. I'm going to give you that, you got a little faith. At least you got out of a boat. At least you tried, at least you made an effort, praise God. And I tell you what, if if, if I'm going to be evaluated, I sure rather see you get one star rather than no star. I'd rather him say, you've got a little faith rather than no faith. Yeah. Huh? Because a little faith did get him out of the boat. Hallelujah. And i tell you what, when he called i tell you what, I've said this so many times, and I'm going to say it again just because it's good. When he started sinking, the Bible says, when he saw the wind boisterous, he was afraid and beginning to sink. He cried out saying, Lord, save me. And immediately Jesus stretched out his hand and caught him and said to him, Oh, you a little faith, why did you doubt? And when they got into the boat, the wind ceased. I'm going to tell you something. He had to... I believe this. If you're sinking and if you're drowning, you're going to be trying everything you can to grab a hold of something. And I believe not only did Jesus stretch his hand to Peter, Jesus stretched his hand to Jesus. And I believe they locked hands. The Bible says Jesus took hold of Peter. But I guarantee you, Peter took hold of Jesus. And I'm going to tell you something. When you feel like you're sinking in life, you need to reach up and take hold of Jesus like you've never took. And here's the deal. And I believe this. I believe this. I believe... Have you ever tried to pull help somebody up or pull somebody up that didn't want up? If you laid on the floor right there and you said, pull me up, pull me up, help me up, and you just sit there and say, pull me up, pull me up, pull me up, and you grab them and try to pull them, you just spin them on the floor. Because they put no effort in it to get up with it, to pull. But what Peter did, he pulled back. I said, he pulled on the Word. I said, he pulled on the Word. You have to pull on the Word. And I tell you, that's what we've been doing. That's what you've been doing. We're pulling on the Word. Why? Because we don't want to drown in this situation. We want to get back up on the water. And I don't believe Jesus carried him to the water. I don't believe He drug him to the boat. I think He pulled him up and they walked to the boat because we don't know how far they were out. but they walked back to the boat together and still Jesus said, well, I got to give you this, Peter. You, you got out of that boat. I, I, I was going to give you a five-star rating and all of a sudden you got your eyes off of me. You started sinking. I dropped, I, I, I dropped it. Uh, but, you know, just because you grabbed hold of me and pulled yourself back up, I'm going to give you a little faith. Little faith. So little faith got him back in the boat. Thank God for little faith. Better than no faith. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Oh, thou of little faith means lacking confidence. Lacking confidence. Peter got distracted. Listen, I wrote this down. Peter got distracted. He took his eyes off of Jesus or the Word. The storm became more significant than the Word. The storm became more significant than the Word. Hebrews twelve two says, Amplified looking away from all that will distract to Jesus or the Word, who is the leader and the source of our faith, giving the first incentive for our belief and is also its finisher, bringing it to maturity and perfection. I'm here to tell you, God, Jesus, wants you to have strong faith simply because I don't got time to get into the other ones tonight. I know y'all sitting there saying, "Why, my God, you're going to leave us on little or, 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 or no?" But there is strong. I said there is strong. There's great, but there's also shipwrecked. So I'm here to tell you, we need to evaluate. I'm not going to evaluate your faith. I'm not going to evaluate your faith, but I am going to evaluate mine. When I'm facing situations and stuff in my life, I want to know how am I doing in the faith walk. Because we walk by faith and not by sight. And here's what what I've got to pay attention to. Here's what I've got to pay attention to. What am I saying? What am I saying? What's coming out of my mouth? What declarations am I making? What am I saying? What am I saying not just uh, to myself, but what am I saying to other people? Huh? Because if we're not careful, people, I don't mean, I'm not putting a blame on nobody, understand, because it's our choice to do whatever we're doing. But sometimes conversation will pull something out of you you wish you hadn't said just through conversation. And so we've got to be careful that when we're talking and visiting with people, we're not caught up in what we say we don't believe and stay with what we do believe. Always pull it back to the benefit of your life, not to the detriment of your life. And so evaluating our faith is important. If Jesus thought it was important, Jesus told them, it's no faith for a reason. He told them little faith for a reason so they could evaluate their faith. Amen? Now listen, every person has a choice. I have a choice. But I'm telling you, if faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God, if I want strong faith, then I've got to hear the Word. Yes. If you want strong faith, you have to hear the Word yes. because that's how faith comes. Amen? Yes. Praise you, Jesus. Father, we love you. And we thank you that you help us in every area that we're in. That you move in our lives and it's you that works in us us, both to will and to do of your good pleasure. God, we're going to stay strong and we're going to stand strong. And I declare that over all this body and over all this listening tonight that they're going to be strong in the Lord and the power of His might. So, Father, as we evaluate ourselves, show us what we need to do, what changes we need to make, if any. God, and help us to make those adjustments in our life. We ask You to do that for us, that we can walk in the power and might of Your Spirit, that we can see the things around us begin to change as we stand upon your word and as we trust you for what you said you would do for us. We love you so much and we praise you for your goodness and your mercy.